hate Tom, I hate Dick, and I hate Larry! The US strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Yes, this is Planet Rage number 48 in (laughs) one year, Larry. Can you believe one year anniversary of the show? Just amazing. Just amazing. A whole year. And they said it wouldn't last. It seems like just yesterday. Yes, we did. We yes. got right in their face. We grabbed him by the throat and said, the rage will go on. Fucking listen. <laughs> and then we had, uh, you know, of course, to add to the rage, we yeah. had a few weeks of fun, which started with me having an infected tooth. How's that going? How's your jaw? How's, how, you know, what's it has do? been fine since the, uh, the penicillin kicked in and the, <laughs> the little temporary filling that she put on there seems to be holding no pain and we have a uh, root canal um a week from wednesday so um, mm. we're ready for all the fun for that look into that um do some do some deep dive on root canals i've had one and i know okay. there's there's varying thoughts on them yeah because i mean i've never had but i've heard people say that they can, can be like a pathway to uh, much more serious shit down the, down the line. Like I saw a statistic that actually said something like, it was insane. I was like, what? Like 90% of women who get breast cancer have had a root canal. Yikes. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's like what they use because basically, I mean, I'm not a dentist, but from right. what I understand, they're pulling out the root, they're filling that cavity with something. Mm. And that is where the problem comes in if not done properly because if you have something that is diseased or if there's bacteria in there and it is not cleared out and then you basically seal that in the mouth i don't know exactly how that works right but probably not a good thing or it could also be i don't know the material that they use to fill that in yeah which i'm guessing maybe technology continues to evolve they could probably just put the uh, mRNA vaccine right in there to fill up the uh, fill up the road. <laughs> it's gonna be the new thing. I don't have a lot of faith in dentists. I've had some. I've only had a couple of good ones. I have a great one now, um, but uh, I had one almost kill me, which I which I which I. Uh, There's a great episode of that Larry early episode. Show. I think it was like around episode eleven or twelve, or Larry cheats death. That's what it's called. It's probably episode ten or eleven or twelve, something like that. But even even you know, absent that, I've I've had asshole. I'm like some years ago, um, I, I had a, my dentist retired. Somebody referred me to a new guy, right? And uh, he looks and he and he's oh you you got some serious stuff going on really what you know oh cavity here cavity you guys like tell me I have like six cavities I'm thinking that doesn't uh, that doesn't pencil out for me you know 
So I said, well, it's just, uh, that's good. And I got a second opinion. And the next guy said, hey, your teeth are fine. Nice. So that first fuck was literally wanting to drill for gold. Oh, yeah, because there's money there. There's money there, baby. Yeah. So you got to watch them. And it's hard because I had to find a new dentist because the guy who I really trusted, which is uh, a guy that was a friend of a friend, unfortunately passed away right before COVID. Yeah. And so it had been a couple of years. It was one of those things like during COVID, especially uh, wasn't in the mood to shop for a new dentist. So things kind of get put off and, uh, you know, I'll blame that. Mm hmm. And trying to find a new dentist, going through reviews, because oh. I know online reviews are overall BS and you got to yes. read through uh, and kind mm -hmm. of read between the lines and try to find the people that you believe are legitimate. And then those who are maybe paid chills, you never know. You never know. And luckily, no. the, the place I ended up going with, I think, is the closest dentist to my house, which is also a good thing. Mm hmm. They had very good reviews and they're on the insurance that my wife now has for dental mm. starting uh, on the 1st of September, which uh, is a beautiful thing mm. to yeah. have to have dental insurance before the root canal. The uh, the dental assistant thought that was hilarious. I'm like, oh, do you have uh, dental insurance? I'm like, I will in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and how is Kim digging her new gig? She liking it and the commute and everything. Oh, yeah. The commute's great. Under five cool. minutes is the best. Oh, boy commute we filled up the gas tank the other day and i think it was four weeks between fillings where it had been being filled up every five days so <laughs> the uh the lack of that hit in yeah. the economic uh you know channel there is nice oh yeah but yeah. Uh, i i went into the data and they didn't try to sell me on anything which was good mm. they took the x-ray and the assistant the girl was like yeah i, I can I can tell you exactly what the problem is. Yeah. And then they said, yeah, there's a tooth that's, that's bad. And then they're like, you could either do the whole root canal and crown, or you could just have it pulled, which nobody wants to have it pulled. There's, mm. you know, you, I mean, there's only so many you want to have, uh, you know, sure. blank spaces in the mouth. Like, right. I'd, I'd rather try to save the tooth, but I was glad it wasn't like, oh yeah. Like you said, you, you have 18 other cavities that you'll need to get taken care of. They're like, no, there's, mm. One other small cavity, but that's it. And, you know, nothing Good. to worry about. Good. And I'm thinking I wasn't sure because I didn't know going in brand new dental. Uh, it's, you know, a conglomerate. There's a few different. Oh, don't you fucking hate these dental corporations? Yeah. I'm telling you, man. It's, it's an interesting thing. It looks like it's this. like having your fucking teeth done at uh, Red Lobster. I no, it's a it's a fucking, <laughs> uh, you know, assembly line of chooches. I'm here to take your name. I'm here to put the napkin around your neck. I'm here to turn on the light. I'm here to, you know, it's absurd. It is more. This one looks like it was family owned. But the, the guy who was the head just retired, of course. Yeah. yeah. But the dentist that I got, uh, young female, maybe late 20s or 30 that I can tell. So maybe she uh, looking. Yeah, not bad. Oh, okay. I'm like, maybe uh, she'll be more gentle. Or, and it's like, you always yeah. the last guy I had who I like very or much. You just though. won't mind the pain as much. Right. You know, the <laughs> last guy, you know, he was in his 60s and you start wondering with this kind of stuff, like, who are they, you know, are they as up on things? There's two ways to look at it. One, like, yeah. wow, are you like fresh out of school? Yeah. And, you know, then there's one where maybe your expiration date's a little. Uh, right. The Joey factor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that when somebody has sharp objects in your mouth. No. You want them to be well aware of what they are doing. 
So I look forward to that. Uh, Chicago over the weekend, 31 shot, eight fatally. Not the Ooh, worst we've that's heard. a high kill ratio. Very high. Yes. They're wow. getting better. Their gun control 25. is getting better in Chicago. 25%. Yeah. The wow. more kills per shot. Hmm. And I do want to thank our friend Jennifer Buchanan, otherwise known as Dame yes. Jennifer. Yes. Thank you, Dame Jennifer. I listened and I thought, man, I'd rather listen to her than me. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Or you, for that matter. Right. She has a very pleasant voice. <laughs> I was does. worried at times with the thunder that was going on. Yeah, it was, it's kind of cool, actually. I like that. It's like a nice effect. Yeah, We could just add that to the show as a nice little uh, addition yeah. to make it feel like you're just sitting around talking and uh, cuddled inside in a rainstorm going on outside. Yeah. But I figured this was kind of, I mean, she said you're going to have to rename the show planet um like Happy giggles right for giggles yeah. right <laughs> yeah. but i was thinking about it while watching the nascar race over the weekend which nascar really bad idea to let cars go around the track at 190 miles an hour when there is rain in the area they actually they don't call them for rain huh? well they Ooh. will if it actually starts raining but here's the problem once it starts raining when you're going 190 miles an hour if that if it doesn't just start with oh a sprinkle here and there if the rain actually just comes quickly yeah yeah the front like three cars in a line going 190 miles an hour just all suddenly veered to the side and you know hit the wall so it was sure. hydroplaning yeah. <laughs> not good yeah. but i was thinking about it because on these super speedways they do drafting which means you know you right. you use the draft from the car in front of you Sure. And the way they get a run is they kind of back off because you can't be right behind the guy and then pass them. It's like, well, you let the guy in front of you get a little bit further ahead. You back off a little bit. Mm. And that's how you get your run. And I'm thinking, well, this is coming up to the one year celebration today. Dame Jennifer, we were just we're just lulling everybody into. Yeah, we're, we're just we're going to get ready. Now we're going to make the run. <laughs> so today is the run being made. And the rage being released. There we go. And uh, 7,033 miles. Was it really 7,033 miles exactly. trip? Absolutely. I was shocked when I, when I figured it out. Yeah, because I always do that. But when I, in my driveway, I, I shoot a picture of the odometer and when I leave and when I come back. And it was exactly 7,033 miles. I thought it was something. To that. I'll tell you something, another, another weird factor. I heard our boys, John and Adam, uh, Adam in particular bitching about losing equipment on the, on the road. Right. Now I'm a freak for not losing shit. When I lose something and it could be like, you know, a toenail clipper. I, I, I've, I've, I have a, a, you know, a mania about it. I just, I just don't like to lose shit, even if it's meaningless and cheap, <laughs> it just bugs me. And, uh, I left with the, I lost on the road, a flashlight and a really nice shirt. And when we travel, um, we have, you know, I have these crazy rituals that I, that I demand, like I do a room inspection before we move in any luggage. You know, I, I check the toilets and the showers to make sure they flush and have hot water and things like that. And then when we leave, I go, okay, it's sweep time. And everybody has to walk around that room, every corner under the beds, you know, nothing left behind. Well, fuck, I sure somehow things were left behind. So I think I'm thinking and Adam was saying he's kind of the same way, very anal about that. And I'm thinking there's some some weird cosmic fuckery afoot. I think I think I think Adam's mouse and my shirt are in an alternate dimension. That's what I think. It's possible. Well, I mean, the worst yeah. thing is he has the mouse and the keyboard 
He just lost a USB hub that had the tra- the okay. receivers, which, is, which makes you. the other ones useless unless you yes. can get a. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, these little pieces. And I know, I mean, I'm the same way. I mean, I think most people are when leaving a hotel room. It's like you're opening up drawers and cabinets, even if you didn't use them, even if you don't think you put anything in there, you're like, well, yeah. maybe I did. Yes. Sure. Because, you know, in the, in, the, in the heat of the moment, uh, whatever the fuck, you, you do stuff and you forget you did it. So you check everything. And yeah. things can fall out on the way when you're. Oh, yes, you know, that get, too. Which is probably more likely on some of this stuff where it's like uh, the bag wasn't completely closed and something mm-hmm. fell out and you didn't realize. Because, yeah. yeah, you do the sweep of the room and you think you would know. But mm-hmm. 7,033, I mean, that's a red flag. And to anybody that listens to No Agenda, especially anything. Yeah. It's like that long than ending in 33 is. Uh, yeah, it's really weird. I was, I just couldn't stop laughing. I said, holy shit. <laughs> and I'm telling you, there, the stories again, as with all of these trips you go on, people need to be following that Larry show. Yes. Be- because do. we're they glad do. this all ended happily when it started with an accident and then COVID, which I'm yeah. with you on the. The fact that your wife got it and you and your daughters didn't, and you're sharing a car in a room, it's like, it's so, it's weird. It's totally weird. I I just don't understand it. I really don't. And, you know, the only good side was um, she didn't get it on the road when we got to our East Coast destination. That's when she came down with it because, you know, being sick sucks, but being sick on the road really sucks. So um, she was able to just kind of, you know, crash for a few days. Yeah, you don't want to be sick while yeah. driving, but uh, no. I mean, definitely for Planet Rage, a topic that you cover the texting and driving. It's something that oh, yeah. I don't know if we yeah. talked about here before. I know I've talked about it on mm. random thoughts in multiple places because you are absolutely right. Yeah. This is way more dangerous than people make it. You hear all this stuff, and you mentioned it on that Larry show. These. Mothers groups and stuff that go after drinking and driving that go after mm. guns. You go, well, what about kids having phones in the car? And they're like, nothing. And let me tell you, it's not, it's not just kids. Everybody's doing it. I've seen, you know, gray haired grannies thumbing away on their iPhones and, you know, high school kids. There's no, you can't point the finger at one group. Every fucking idiot that does it is doing it. And they span all ages and it's really horrible. Yeah, and they made it illegal to be talking on the phone while driving in most places if you're holding the phone. Mm. So why can you hold a phone while texting? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the thing is too that is irksome about it is they for some reason they use this blanket euphemism called distracted driving. Right. No, it's fucking texting. It's, 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 you know, hands-on phone usage because I can, I can eat a fucking submarine sandwich and drive the Indy 500. No problem. <laughs> really. It's not a distraction, right? But you, the moment you pick up a phone and look at it, you're fucking distracted. Yes. Oh yeah. And there's different things. I mean, if, if the uh, passenger next to you in the car spills hot coffee on their crotch and screams, okay, yeah. that's a distraction that sure. you couldn't see coming. Yes. But the phone and looking at it and texting that's why all these phones that have apps like Waze or any kind of gps ability will tell you well do not play with this while driving right it's not a good thing but the fact that the uh the punishment doesn't fit the crime although 
in America today? What does? I mean, you can smash what somebody, does? right? You smash what somebody does? in the face with a brick, and it's like, ah, no problem. You're no yeah. bail. No bail. Yeah, but incredible. It's like I, I'm all for a free society. I'm all for mm-hmm. people doing whatever the hell they want. But I do believe that there should be proper punishments, which means, hey, I don't care if you text and drive, but if you end up getting into an accident while you're texting and driving, you're going to jail. Yes, absolutely. Jail. That should be it should be same as same as drunk driving, but it's not. It's not. Yep. And it should, should be. be. Jail. Yes. And, it's and like- I still say, um, you know, I haven't looked at the st- stats. I suppose there are guys that know this, but it's, it's from my perspective, I, I would rather uh, meet a drunk on the road than a texter because at least the drunk odds are he's trying to look at the road. He probably doesn't want to get bagged by the cops. He's making some effort to pay attention. Whereas that texting driver might as well be Stevie fucking wonder. He's yeah. blind. Well, and it's okay. amazing how quickly the human brain turns off what you're doing, especially if that text is pissing somebody off right or whatever right. it is it's like they're fully engaged and forget that you're barreling down a street at whatever you're doing yeah yeah which again i'm fine with you doing whatever you want but if you do end up getting into an accident then you have to understand those are the repercussions which is the problem overall yeah with the country now which is you can hit somebody in the face with the brick there's no repercussions so why not hit somebody in the face with the brick it'll make you feel better you know, I, I, as I was driving so so often, I really it's so it's so it's so uh, endemic. I would say at any given time, twenty thirty percent of the people on the road are fucking with their phones while they drive. It's incredible, and it occurred to me maybe maybe the way to do it is is set up a you know a snitch program. You drive past some fucking asshole who's on their iPhone, um, thumbing away. You snap a picture of them. You get the license plate. You know it's t- somehow time stamp dated. You're fucked, you know, send it to the cops. Boom. They're, they're caught. That might be a deterrent. Yeah. Well, you have cameras everywhere now. Yeah. Which it's being mentioned in the troll room. If you're not in the troll room and we do these shows live on Mondays at noon central, you're missing out trollroom.io. DigiGuru says the smartphones have the ability to know when they're moving and stop all of the ability to do anything. But the problem with that is you don't know who's a driver and who's a passenger. Right. And I'm not to the point of like, well, we can't have passengers using. Of course not. Devices. Plus, I love Waze. I mean, I keep that thing up in the back. Dashboard's great. Wait, Waze is actually, I think, uh, increases safety. I do. Well, they'll tell you when things are going poorly up ahead. Yeah. Which is right. good. Right. And it does, Waze also warn you of the, oh, you have a traffic light camera coming up. Uh, Cops, traffic cameras, uh, all <laughs> kinds of shit. Um, it's pretty good. And you really don't have to be looking at it. You know, it's telling you what you need. You never really need to glance at it. So it's it's a great, great app. It's far better than uh, Google Maps. Yeah. And people, if they would just take responsibility, that yeah. would that would be great. But it's funny because people go after the things that they think are the most deadly. It's like, uh, I can tell you right now, without having the exact stats in front of me, more people are killed every year due to people texting and driving than because of guns. No doubt. And, and I think the thing is people don't, the reason you don't see the ra- the outrage about texting and driving is because pretty much everybody's doing it. It's saying, oh, you know, I can, I, I can do it. I'm good at that. I'm a multitasker. No, you're not. You're a fucking asshole. 
Um, but that's what they're thinking. And I think that's the basic reason why you don't see you know, a huge outcry to stop this shit. Everybody thinks they're great at it until they're not. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that is the problem. It's like, you no, know, just don't do it. Don't right. have the phone available. I mean, it's, it's so easy to just put the phone away, drive from point A to point B. Yeah. But there are people that are afraid they're going to miss something and it's going to cost them mm. something. Uh, you know, I don't quite know what it is, but we come from a different time period because there were times through our early lives where there was no opportunity if you were in the car driving to keep in touch with anybody in any way, shape or form. Yes. And that was just so much better. You know, when I was a very young kid, there was a great um, um, seatbelts were kind of weren't being worn. They were out, whatever. And there was a there was a believe it or not, actually a very well done government. Imagine that government did something right. Um, Public service TV program, TV um, um, campaign, I should say, to encourage people to wear seatbelts. Right. And. It was so cool. Um, there, there was these quick, it was, it was almost like something from the future because there were these very cool, almost like super cuts, if you will, right? Of some uh, middle-aged woman sitting there and she says, I don't like wearing seatbelts. They wrinkle my dress, right? <laughs> they wrinkle my dress, right? And the next, boom, next cut, she's, a, she's like the fucking mummy in full traction in a hospital bed, Okay. And somebody else says, I don't like wearing seatbelts. It chafes my neck, you know, boom, next shot. The guy's, you know, he's got a fuck, one of those halo casts on his fucking neck. He looks like a, you know, a Martian or whatever. And I think it was very effective, you know, and why are, why do you see nothing like that about texting? You don't ever, ever. It is weird. Yeah. Because it's definitely a threat. It definitely causes yeah. a lot of damage and a lot of injuries. If you don't want to wear a seatbelt and get killed, I don't really give a fuck. But if you're going to text and drive, now I care. Right? Could just be that the, uh, like a lot of the stuff with the medical community, it's, well, the drug companies have have all the money and they buy all the advertising. Could be the same thing with cell phones. Maybe. Because there's a lot of T-Mobile and AT&T. You know, there's a lot of advertising from those guys. Sure. And think of the lobbying muscle they exert in Washington, too. It's got to be massive. Like We don't want to discourage people from using our devices while. Exactly. Our devices are all good. It's no bad could come from them. Mm -hmm. As they try to get the technology more and more. Well, you know, the phone will even read you your text. You can reply via voice. It's like, no, just just wait. Leave it the fuck alone. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Just wait until you get where you're going. And I mean, I applaud some of the car makers who try to do the stuff where the the car interacts with your device and plays it over the audio system in the car and all that. But that's still yeah. a distraction. And, you know, I'm not sure if it's any more a distraction to talk to somebody that's not there on the phone, as mm-hmm. long as it's on a speaker or something like that, as opposed to talking to somebody in the car. But right. even talking to somebody in the car, you could get sidetracked so absolutely sure i mean how many people wind up uh you know, statistics with and having a huge marital spat at 80 miles an hour you yeah, know, not a good you idea know that, you know that's happening you know it is so 
Well, and it sounded like you thought the the nice couple that caused your accident was maybe having the opposite of a spat. Well, yeah, uh, there was something. They were, yeah, they were probably diddling each other. Absolutely, there was some something. Uh, and then it turned out. It turned out. What a surprise! What a fucking surprise! He was an uninsured driver. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gee whiz! Imagine that in Southern California. No. I'm surprised yeah, they even is, stopped. Which, which, will, which, which relates to a, uh, a clip we'll use later with um, our friend Scott Lebido on, uh, on the border situation. Oh, know? do you want to so. jump to that? I mean, we can. No, uh, no, no. You, you, you're, I'm sure you have a you know, roadmap, whatever, whatever you, whatever you feel like doing. Hey, we're all over the roadmap today, let me tell you. <laughs> we are. Our hands are off the wheel. <laughs> it was hard to find. And, uh, like, that was, again, the, uh, the best folk singer out there, Todd Snyder, with all of his stories. And, you know, like, it, as, most people will try to tell you when you're leaving the the venue to stay safe. And he's like, well, if you're out there and you're really, you know, fucked up, you know, just go out there and, you know, do what you got to do. That way I can just, they'll have you pulled over and I'll just slide right on by. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We don't want to give that advice, but uh, there's something to be said for that. If, if they catch you, they're not looking at me. There you go. It's true. Very true. Although I've seen a lot of, um, in some, some, in some portions of the drive, I saw cops playing that game where there'd be somebody pulled over, right? And everybody always figures, oh, well, now I've got, you know, 40 miles of cop-free highway I can speed on. Or you would think. Sure as shit that, yeah, there'd be another guy about three miles down the road just when you get up to speed and he'd clip somebody. So, yeah, they're kind of wise to that. Well, sometimes it was the good old days when they would catch like five or ten people at a time and just end up pulling them all over. The roundups. Yeah. You don't see too many of those anymore, but, uh, you know, well, it's harder with technology, right? You know, especially with these devices and there's the radar detector and the laser detectors are getting more and more, um, tied into I mean, There's some of these, uh, that now have the same similar stuff. I'm guessing that Waze uses, which yeah. is they're able to communicate through obviously your phone, but mm-hmm. the same kind of thing to warn you when, uh, you know, People are getting pulled over because if the guy, you know, a mile in front of you, if his radar detector also pings yours, that goes, hey, you're about to be in our zone. So, uh, yeah, I guess that would be good for, um, yeah, the, the, see, the, the laser stuff is really, that's all, almost unbeatable. Yes, because you know, it's radar thing, instant. Yeah, it's instantaneous. Yeah, you can, you can, the radar detectors work. Well, they drive you fucking crazy. I had one for a while. You know, there's like the K band and the KB band. And now that everybody's got these, you know, electronic curb feelers on uh-huh. their fucking cars, lane keeping shit, that's throwing a signal and that's faking out the fucking radar detector. You could lose your mind with those things. Yeah. Really, the wife has quickly. one and it just goes off all the time. It's just like all the time. Off. Yeah. You know, automatic doors on Home Depot. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. You know, geez, please. There's a lot yeah. of information out there in the air. Yes. Not all Too of it's much. good. So, I mean, really, so you <laughs> went much. over 7,033 miles and no ticket. That should be a reason to celebrate. Yeah. I, um, I've only had, um, two tickets in my life and one of them I beat because uh, the cop was wrong. So yeah, I'm pretty persnickety on that shit. You know, that's a rarity to get into traffic court and be like, nope, you're wrong. And here's why. Well, what happened was uh, this one, I uh, didn't go to court. Um, it was um, a thing I'd never heard of. It was called trial by declaration. And uh, I don't remember all the details of it. It was some years ago. But this this cop had set up his 
his uh, speed trap uh, in a place where it was uh, invalid. He, you know, it was, I think it was like near a school, um, but the school was fenced. It had like 10 foot fences, which negated the, the speed limit. The school zone. And it was, a, it was a chump thing anyway. Like the speed limit was like 25 and he got me at like 28. It was retarded. So um, it took me a lot of work, a lot of photographs and like a six page letter document that I wrote up. And I was utterly amazed when after about a year, I got a you know, thing back with a refund of the fine. And uh, yeah, you were right. He was wrong. I was shocked. Nice. So the legal yeah. system can work. It can. Yeah. Because a lot of these things are, I mean, that's uh, with all of these devices that are now around cities that are monitoring everything. Mm -hmm. The whole ticket in the mail thing. That is such a convenience for anybody living in these cities. You know, it's like, oh, well, no, the, the, we, we're not even going to do you the uh, the courtesy of pulling you over and telling you right. what you did. You yeah. know, a month or two later that whoever's the car is registered to, you hope it's the person that's uh, driving, I guess. Right. Right. Ends up getting a ticket. But a lot of these, I remember this was during COVID that. I think it was in Chicago that they were lowering the bar where it used to be, well, okay, you have to be going at least 10 miles over for them to, mm. to flag you. I think it was down to like three miles over. Yeah. Yes. I remember that period. Yeah. And it's probably still going on in a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know it is for a fact. There's these idiotic fucking stretches in New Mexico, which is a very fucked up state. Um, they'll, they'll have on the 40. This is a, this is a safety zone. You know, zero tolerance of any infractions of speed, speed limits, you know, will double a fine, triple a fine, whatever the fuck it is. And it's, it's just idiotic. I mean, why? Here's a 10, 10 mile stretch of highway with no one on it. Uh, and everybody's just creeping along. You know, it's it's absurd, but it's what they do. It's a blue state. Yeah, they got to make their money. Yeah. Well, that was another interesting thing you pointed out on that Larry show, which is the people that are the uh, leave us the fuck aloneers yeah. are much happier absolutely much better absolutely. adjusted not as angry yeah. no question and yes no question because they're unafraid um and all the astcos that's assholes seeking to control others they're angry they're frightened they're edgy they're you know they're, they're to be avoided you know i don't know if it is i mean one overall i will say the people in ireland were way friendlier than any oh yeah city that uh, yes. i've run into here in the united yes. states Yes, I noticed that when I was there too. It's 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 so much. It's so obvious. It's it's incredible how much happier and calmer people were in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, totally different culture. Totally. You know, the joke became, "Hey, if you just look like you're lost on the street of any of these cities, we were in Dublin around uh, Trinity College, and mm -hmm. I'm like looking at." whatever i don't remember if we had a map or if we're looking at something on the phone and like looking around and immediately somebody's like hi do you need help mm -hmm. you need help finding something it's like yeah wait this is this is not normal this does not compute yeah, yeah. and then that was pretty uh, much the par for the course yes and like mark dice he would be an unknown pauper if he tried to do his show uh in the streets of an irish city because you're not going to find anybody in Ireland walking the streets who doesn't know, you know, what's the capital of their nation. Or, right. <laughs> I don't know if you saw his latest video. You know, what's the capital of America? I don't know. Yes. UCLA students. I don't know. You know, and then the kicker was it, was, it wasn't Dice. It was somebody else. Um, but then the kicker was, you know, can you name the three Kardashian sisters? Oh, yeah. Bing, bang, boom. They know that. 
Um, but the the ignorance of your average American citizen is exponentially greater than that of Ireland. I mean, everybody in Ireland, I mean, guys sweeping the floors, they can quote Shakespeare and it's they have a grasp of world history. It's amazing. People over there are really well-educated. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that. I think uh, I heard that clip on No Agenda, and I believe it was from one of the Jesse Waters programs on Fox. Yeah, I heard Adam say it was Jesse. It wasn't Jesse. It was some other guy. Maybe it was a you know one of Jesse's minions or something. But I don't know who the guy was. Yeah, um, Jesse probably. He, Waters used to be the guy that went out and did that for right. O'Reilly. So he, Waters yes. probably has a guy now that does it for him. Probably does. He, yeah, he's got people to do that. The fact <laughs> that this, these were college students just college students. made yeah. me cringe. Well, you remember the one I'm sure with um, Angelette on a campus. With a um, with a with a, a, a petition to uh, have hydrogen removed from water. <laughs> Remember that? Well, you oh, can, yeah. you can get anybody to do anything. Yeah, and they were all, want. yeah. I don't want you want hydrogen. Removed? No, I don't want hydrogen in my water. Yeah, give me that. Give me that clipboard. Let me sign that fucking thing. Get that fucking hydrogen out of my water. This get is the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the ignorance level. The ignorance beyond. It's beyond. And you you just keep thinking people can't be that dumb, as you said, when you're like, well, what is the capital of the United States? And it's like, um, I don't know. Or yeah. one of the questions was, what is, you know, Queen Elizabeth of England, the queen right. of what's right, right. What's yes. <laughs> queen Elizabeth of England is the queen of what country? And the answer was Europe. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, a- and then what another great one was what what ocean is on the East Coast of the United States? She had no fucking idea. None. You know, and really, even if you're a moron, you know, it's going to be one of two. Right. I would hope. But, you know, I could say, okay, maybe you get, you know, you forget. You're like, well, which, which, where's the Atlantic and where's the Pacific? It's like, you know, once you're a fan of the Beach Boys, well, then, you know, the Pacific's California and, you know, that's that's fine. So it's great to be a fan of that kind of music. So then the other one has to be the atlantic but it's sad that it's like some of these very basic questions Mm. they couldn't get right and yeah the kicker you know name the three kardashian sisters and everybody knew it it's like um that's just that's sad when you don't know absolutely and that brings up another thing um you know not only should you be a citizen and show id to vote there should be a test to vote yes you should have some idea of who you're voting for not just uh pressing yeah. a button this is how we've gotten where we are because those fucking idiots who don't know where the ocean is or who's the, what country the queen of england is queen of they vote they vote and it counts just as much as yours and this is why the nation is in the status that it is i mean we missed mm-hmm. the big story of uh, trump the mar-a-lago raid which is still going on but uh yeah. to me this is just another very sad attempt to try to discredit him from running again and i don't know if i were donald trump if i would really want to run again i get both sides of the i want to stick it to you yeah but i also would be like do you really want to really want to deal with this but it was on a website that is pretty good with covering the news and having some journalists where there's not a lot out there justthenews.com reported that the FBI the um, the the particular group of agents whatever they call them mm. that went into the Mar-a-Lago raid 
were the same ones that were leading the Russian collusion investigation. Yes. It's like, does that not, does that not uh, hit anybody as a little bit of a problem here? Yeah. With how corrupt this is. And then I don't remember it was Merrick Garland or somebody else that said, well, you know, we're just really, we're, we're in the first inning of this. And it's like, mm. you gotta be nuts. Oh yeah. Sure. If you think the, I mean, maybe the American people will put up with it and that's what they're counting on that. This is just going to be another let's get news coverage to say Trump's a criminal all over drudge. Fuck Matt drudge. Fuck Matt drudge. Fuck him in his stupid hat. Uh-huh. The main image that's been on drudge over the last few days is Trump in an orange prison jumpsuit. Really? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I won't even go there. Cause I won't give him the click. I know it's meaningless, but uh, yeah, fuck drudge. I don't even look at his shit trying to do all the podcasts that I do. I look at a bunch of different sources and it's become very clear that Trump derangement syndrome is very, very alive and well. Well, they fear the him. Report. So, so you're absolutely right. I mean, um, p- people say, Oh, this is, this is silly. You know, this is silly. The, you know, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the documents and it's, it's, it's a Mickey mouse charge and they don't, they don't see the big fucking picture that doesn't matter. You know, this is a, of course it's a Mickey mouse bullshit thing. Same as Russian collusion in the 2016 election was completely pulled out of their asses based in zero fact. Okay, but that's not the point. The point is just to spray him with shit, whether it's a lie or not, so that people who don't know where the fucking Atlantic Ocean is will say, he he, he stole documents from the the elite. I'm voting for the other guy. Right. That's all it's about. Nothing else. That's the whole fucking purpose of this. No doubt about it. And that's sad that this is what it has gotten down to. Yeah. But it has become, hey, we're voting against the other guy. That's the only way Biden won is they voted against Trump. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Which I go back to, well, Trump, you could be the king or queen maker. Whoever you put your weight behind would probably win where he himself may still win. But I think there's less of a chance of that. Agreed. But but see, their strategy of spraying him with this shit also will taint his uh his endorsement right right so let's say it's fucking uh it's uh desantis right and trump's throws up everything hey this is my guy vote for ron what's the first thing you're gonna say you know trump you know convicted impeached twice right. the documents the secret documents stolen. he endorsed he's a criminal he endorsed desantis so now it, it, it undercuts his endorsement doesn't it so the trick is for whoever trump wants to win he has to say that guy's a fucking asshole yeah oh okay that's the guy we must we want him we (laughs) want him um speaking of that we did miss an election too and did you see who won yes our girl tina yeah she won her her primary yeah and and she's got some uh big backing now yeah this is uh this is dick morris one of the plagues we have in the united states is aoc Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She was elected and started her term in 2019. She is one of the most radical and destructive people in Congress. She's against America. She's against our ideals. She says we're an evil, racist country. Uh, She supports higher taxes, higher debts. She's against military spending. 
uh, until her human rights record is atrocious. And she stands solid with people like Maduro in Venezuela and other dictators throughout the world. She needs to be gotten rid of in Congress. But more importantly, she is ginning up a presidential election in 2024. I think the left is saying that Bernie Sanders is too old to run and they're looking for a younger, more viable candidate. And I think they're going to turn to AOC. Running against her is a bold, wonderful woman named Tina Forte, who I've called the Bronx equivalent of Sarah Palin. The district includes the Bronx and Queens. She's feisty, aggressive, strong, not afraid, speaks out. When the schools were closed in New York, she stood outside with signs demanding that the children have an education. Uh, When they said the kids can't eat in school and have to eat outside, she was demanding that they be given access back into the building. She's a feisty, aggressive person who is just the kind of person to take on AOC. So her name is Tina Forte, F-O-R-T-E. I know you don't live in the district. I know you don't live in the Bronx or Queens, but you do live in the United States. And getting rid of AOC is a national cause worthy of your time, your effort and your contributions. Thanks very much. So maybe that'll get her some money. I'd like he called her feisty like 14 different times. (laughs) 14. I was expecting you have a sounder down of uh, her saying, fuck out of (laughs) here. <laughs> that's it. That's what that, see now that would have gotten even more votes if dick morris at the end of that would have just said that exactly yes fuck out of here yeah. he's, he's an interesting guy that you know i followed him for years because you go back and he was all in he was working for the clintons and he's yeah he's turned against that uh that he side. has he has the thing with aoc that's a fascinating though is a lot of these uh lefty scumbags um, they're not insane and they're not stupid. They're pretty damn smart. They know what they're doing. AOC is a, is an imbecile. Um, so please, yeah, please run. Yeah, I was saying. <laughs> I, do you believe- I hope she's the one in twenty twenty four. Right. Uh, do you? <laughs> I, I was moron. listening. You know, I'm like Dick. I don't know about that. Dick Moore is saying that. Yeah. They're going to look to her for a presidential run. And yeah, I don't know. No, I doubt that. I mean, just hey, imagine the presidential debates. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Donald Trump, perhaps, or DeSantis. I I don't, for the life of me, I can't think of anybody beyond the two of those that's a likely candidate on the Republican side at this point. But Mm -hmm. either one of them would uh, eviscerate AOC, as would Nikki Haley, who's a possibility. uh, Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard. Yes. Yeah. Tulsi, come on over to the right side, uh, Tulsi. Well, I think she already has. She just hasn't announced yet. And I think that's pretty, pretty clear. Um, but then think of that by 2024, we'll, we'll only have six years left to live. Remember, she right. that's, the world is going to die from climate change. So uh, that, there's there's that. That can be your platform, I guess. Six um, years or. <laughs> right. This is our last chance, our last right. election. The world is going into <laughs> turmoil. And I want to know yeah. how this is working out. I don't know. I mean, I know we have people that listen to the show from all around the world. If you're in Spain, I want to know how it's working out with the you can't turn the air conditioning in public buildings below 81 degrees Mm. Fahrenheit. Yeah, because I would just go on a killing spree if somebody turned off my air conditioning and said, no, you have to sit here for weeks and weeks and weeks and deal with the heat. 
mm-hmm. which if you don't think this is on purpose as well, why this is being chosen, this sure. is this is right on the heels. I forgot who put the study out, but it was like humans once the ambient temperature is over 76 degrees start feeling sleepy you know docile Mm. so then you hear oh well no you we can't turn your air conditioning down below 81 i mean one i might be sleepy but i'm not going to be docile if right (laughs) to deal with the heat i can (laughs) tell you that exactly yeah but this is what's being pushed all of this oh for the planet we have to do this to save the planet and uh i think they're getting there on no agenda who covers all of this stuff i had the uh this months ago which i don't think no agenda covered any realm of this until the other day talking about the tire aspect of vehicles we've all heard about the fossil fuels that are burned Mm -hmm. you know and then we've postulated the electric vehicles and the problem with the electric vehicles some people are learning now that have bought electric vehicles depending where you live depending what the price of your electric is a lot of the times now you're paying more for the electricity mm-hmm. than you would have been for gas. But there was a, uh, I don't remember who put it out, but there was a story, a column that talked about the amount of gas, the amount of pollutants, I guess is maybe the best way to put it, that comes off a tire just from driving down the road. Sure. Which means it doesn't really matter if it's gas powered or electric. Your vehicle is going to be anti planet just because it has a tire that is having off gassing because, I mean, surprise, tires heat up when you drive. And these things are made out of toxic stuff. And I don't know if the answer is can you make a non toxic tire that doesn't blow up in three weeks that, uh, Mm. that can do what the rubber they're using now is? I don't know. When I was in college, I spent the summer hanging tires and, and shocks on cars. And uh, that entire summer, um, I would blow black gunk out of my nose. I mean, it didn't stop flowing <laughs> and probably until Christmas because the, the amount of people don't realize it's rubber dust is incredible. I mean, yeah. So much dust comes off of rubber. You wouldn't think it does, but it does. So, yeah, I'm sure that's a factor. Yeah. And it's... Uh... You're right. It's dust too, which is that you're breathing that right in. That's that would have yeah. horrified me that you see this come out. Yeah, it was pretty. It was it was unsettling. It was. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, when I was in high school, I spent a summer, you know, shucking five gallon chlorine um, containers well, for you and that's refilling healthy. those. I know. Yeah. I said that to my wife recently. I'm like, I'm I, really if yeah. that didn't take five years off my life, I'd really be surprised oh, yeah. at this point. Because sure. now that's like, oh, even a small amount. Don't breathe in chlorine. It's like I was right. breathing in. Oh, boy. Chlorine yeah. for weeks. But, you know, hey, as of yet, no lung problems or breathing problems. So, uh, but we, we don't know these things. But you're absolutely right with the tires. It's like that's, uh, yeah. I mean, I remember because uh, my dad for years worked as a carpet rep for a company. I remember a guy, there was a story that had cancer or whatever, and they traced it back down to being a carpet salesman and having the samples in the car and just breathing in the, you know, really? the, the off gassing on carpet. Well, never, if anybody that gets new carpet, I mean, I don't know if that's still, if this is still to this day, but up until a few years ago, you roll that carpet out. There's a smell that you're like, Oh, that's the Absolutely. new carpet smell. That's, that's true. You're right. Yeah. And the stuff yeah. that's in there, not good for you. It turns out. 
Mm. Well, shower curtains yeah. are like that too. And I'm very sensitive to the smell of that stuff, which yeah. the cheap plastic, you unfurl it and it's like, ah, oh, you need to go let that sit in the garage for like a week before right. uh, you can bring that in. You're right. Yeah. Well, that's why I've got all these air purifiers around the house. I don't know if they really do anything, but they sure as hell every now and then uh, the the little lights go red. And it's interesting because I've got a new one in the office here, which I turn off, of course, for the shows. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed when I make bacon in the morning. Yeah, this is the it's a split level, but this is the level below all the way across the house. The one in the big room where all the stuff would have to float through does not go off but the one in this room does so it's like it's just making a beeline for some reason so when the red light comes on i mean i'm trying to picture this unit what's the dimensions of it and you know it's the size of a small like garbage can kind of a thing uh think of it like a paper shredder a little larger than that all right so the red light is telling you what there's some toxins in the air it's discovered or right it's always doing the uh it's always bringing air in and testing it. And when it finds that there is, uh, you know, whatever particulates it's looking for in the air, it will turn up the fan and uh, try to remove them from the room. Cause that'll, the, the higher the fan goes, the more it's pulling it through the, the air, through the filters. And mm. it's, it's a magical kind of thing. And it's amazing what some of these things can do and what they can actually, uh, what they can actually detect in the air. Yeah, And I know a lot of people, I mean, if you're living in the area like where you are in California, when the fires come around and all of this, it's insane that you need something to filter this through and you can make there's one. I love the fact that our comment here who, you know, is our electric provider. I think we may have talked about this at one point, lets you get up to like 60, $50 rebates a year to buy an air purifier or a dehumidifier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, when you see these things go on sale sometimes the filters on these things could be 30 to 50 bucks so when i see mm-hmm. one of these air purifiers go on sale for like 100 bucks well you get one you get the 50 dollar rebate you get a brand new unit that hey. you know often comes with one or two filters and it it's will okay. be it will be a beautiful thing yeah hmm. I but have one of those you could get the yeah you need the down and dirty ones especially when you're in the uh when you're in the fire zone and you can make these things out of furnace filters in a box fan. If you have duct tape, you know, you can, it's not a hard concept to, yeah. to pull the air through. But, uh, you know, sometimes the technology works. Sometimes it doesn't Omega project said he didn't get a live notification on today's show, but I know it worked on uh curio casters. These, this whole uh, podcasting 2.0 stuff, mm-hmm. it's getting there, but it's not quite yeah. perfect yet. Yeah. That's why you just know, always join us. Just always be enraged. Yes, just jump in. <laughs> you can't go wrong. <laughs> We've got a clip here from your buddy Scott Labido on the border. Does this need a setup? Uh, not really, no. Just let the rage go? Yeah. Hey, to my patriotic friends out there, I need you to do me a favor. You really want to hear some fucking crickets? <laughs> Ask that progressive, radical compassionate friend of yours who's fine with this fucking border being wide open but these people should have a right to come and do ask them for their fucking address (laughs) ask that pacifist friend of yours for his fucking address so you can post it that says if you need a place to stay please come to my home 
We got plenty of room and food. Any of my progressive, pacifist, liberal fucking friends? You want to give me your address? I got a big following. I could post it. You can get as many as you want. I'll call City Hall. I got a councilman who's a friend of mine. Get you as many as you want. What? I can't hear you? Nothing. Because you're a fake humanitarian. You're nothing but full of shit. Yeah. Well, so is the <laughs> mayor of New York. Oh, I gotta say, I'm loving this uh, Greg Abbott guy in Texas shipping him up there to New York. That is beautiful. In fact, but he's just doing it on too small a scale. For yes. fuck buses, fuck buses. You know, some of these freight trains, I see it on the road. They're literally three miles long. That's what you need to use. Just fucking flood New York, bury New York, destroy mm -hmm. New York that way. That's what to do. New York and D.C. are like, oh my God, you sent us 1,500 migrants. We can't handle it. And I'm thinking, what the hell? You asked for it. You're a sanctuary city. Yeah. You know, and, and Scott's right. I did that years ago. I was at a barbecue at somebody's house. Guy's done very well, certainly on the left of things. He's got, uh, you know, nice big, big uh, crib, swimming pool, bunch of cars and shit. And we got into this and I said, hey, man, if you believe in this, it's just you and the wife. You got you got six bedrooms. You're only using two of them. You got four cars. You can only drive one at a time. Why haven't you invited some dreamers in here to share your uh, your good fortune? <laughs> you that's when you get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Are you going to buy them? Bullshit. Housing. Are you going to pay for this? Yeah. The fuck are you going to do? They don't. They never have an answer for that. Never. And that's the logic that I fully blame the Republicans and everybody on that particular side when having any argument. I mean, I know it's hard because the left just comes down with, I exist, you know, but you have to calmly go, well, how do you propose we pay for housing them? I mean, that's number one right there. And are you going to put them up? How do you race imagine? Has, race has absolutely nothing to do with it, but that's the first thing they'll say. It doesn't matter what their color is or where they're coming from. They're coming in illegally. They're illegal because you don't have the resources to house them. If you because, did, but even fuck the resources, it's just a matter of, Hey, you know, you, you don't get to jump the line. You don't get to break your way. It's, it's no different than breaking and entering a home. This is, this is everybody's home. And they're just walking in and saying, I'm here. Take care of me. Fuck that. No, it's right there at, at the jump. They're, they're criminals. They're committing a crime by coming into this country illegally. Right. Well, but the reasons are there because of overwhelming the system. And, you know, yeah. uh, right. That's what they want done. And the people believe that that bullshit printed on the foot of the Statue of Liberty. Give us your tired and poor and hungry and so forth. That's not in the Constitution. That's just since some shit some French artist dreamed up when he shipped us the fucking statue. Right, right. Okay, that's not a part of of the of the American uh, a charter. It just isn't. Lots of people, immigrants are welcome from anywhere in the world, but you better go through the right channels. You don't get to just jump and say, "Here I am, take care of me." No, that's wrong. Right, and that way you allow the country to stay healthy and not be overwhelmed by people who don't have food, don't have a place to live, that become more of a draw on everybody else. Which just to take the small sidetrack, there was a moron on YouTube that I almost pulled for today's show who was going on about, oh, how the right is just so horrible because they don't want people to have debt forgiveness. Biden did a great thing with this student loan forgiveness. Oh, 
And it's like, me go. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. There's a few things. One, for all of the people that had student loans and paid them back, that's not fair. They're getting screwed. But you know what? Yeah. I don't care about them. They're probably doing okay if they paid back their student loans. What I have a problem with is the fact that everybody else, people that didn't go to college, the poor minority women who've got three kids and are working four jobs, it's going to come out of their taxes to pay those. Of course it is. Bill was the back. number you, you said they came up with 2,500 bucks per American to foot that fucking bill. Yes, that it was. That was, wow. and that I think might be on the low end. Yeah. Holy shit. Which means that single mom working her ass off is going to have tax money going to pay for Biff's college from his student loans. It's like, that's not fair. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. And this is the overall problem is, again, if things are being framed like, oh, well, you're just an asshole. If you don't, why wouldn't you want to forgive debts? Because it's not magical fairyland. The money just doesn't appear. Yeah, but you see these idiots on Facebook saying, well, you know, it's just, if it, that's, that's gone, it's just gone. No, it's not just gone. No, it's not just gone, smooth brain. It's not just gone. It's still there. Yes, somebody's got to pay for it. Yeah. And this is exactly the problem when it comes to New York. I mean, D.C. multiple times now. Just remember, the mayor of D.C. was offered the National Guard before January 6th and said, no, 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 don't need them, don't need them, don't need them. Now asking multiple times for the National Guard because they can't handle. And I think it's only like 1,500 to 2,000 migrants that have showed up mm-hmm. on their doorstep. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Washington, D.C. can't handle 1,500, 2,000 people? What the hell's going on there? But you're like, oh, no, mm-hmm. everybody. Like you said, sanctuary states, sanctuary cities. It's a lot of a lot of empty rooms at the White House. Come on, Joey. Step up. Take well, in. And this is it. This is the problem with illegal immigration is the problems that it causes. Now I'm not seeing any answers. I I saw a uh, documentary. Well, I mean, it was on YouTube, so take that for what you will. That said something like 75% of the houses, you know, the buildings, I don't know if any are really all that inhabitable at this point, but 75% of the housing in the Detroit Metro area has been left it's been abandoned well why aren't we working with somebody to be like well hey we got all these people coming into the country we have Mm -hmm. a lot of empty houses do they want to work and you know renew these houses and have a place to live that i think would be great for everybody good point but no it's just let's be a draw on the system Let's, Let's put them up in luxury hotels. That's what Eric Adams is doing in New York, right? Yeah, which is going to put every one of those hotels out of business. Oh, yeah. Because nobody's coming to the hotel to pay their, well, in New York, it could be $800, $1,000 a night. Oh, easily. Yeah. And have, uh, and have some crazy stuff going on and their safety not being secure. Mm-hmm. Like, no, not going to happen. And this yeah. is all, and none of this is about when it comes to immigration, none of it is about race it's all about economics yes and that is what the left wants to ignore because if they admit what's going on there then everybody that is paying taxes here who can barely afford to pay for their food and gas right now are going to go wait i have i'm paying more for who Mm -hmm. not really fair but that's what they want covered up the fact that a lot of the folks that really believe 
in this kumbaya, we need to crash the system and get rid of the Constitution, believe this is a great thing that the government's going to collapse because they just don't have the money to do what they need to do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, health care for all. Yeah, that works out. Ask the people in Canada how health care for all works. Ask the people (laughs) in the UK. I've heard many stories that people travel to other countries to get things like heart surgery, cancer surgeries and that. Because in the places where there's socialized medicine, the answer they get is, yeah, okay, well, you've got cancer. Let me see. We'll schedule you for uh, 18 sure. months from now. Oh, yeah. But I'm gonna be hey, dead it already happens here. It already happened here, Darren, with the fucking lockdown bullshit. I knew people that had uh, um, various forms of uh, cancer and other ailments, and we're told, oh, no, you're, uh, you know, we're going to put you off because uh, you're not vaxxed or you're on a list. We got to do the COVID gets priority. Yeah, that's where we're at. We're, it's already here. It's already. It's not just Canada. It's, it, I hear it more and more right here. Oh, we're yeah. getting there. Well, that's because they want yeah. Obamacare. They want socialized medicine here. Yes, that's pretty much there already. It really is. It's, it's very fucked up. But don't worry, though. Mm-hmm. There won't be any death panels. No. <laughs> You're going to die long uh, before you get to a death panel. Yeah. yeah. No question about that. Mind-blowing. We had uh, a clip here from Sky News. I love the way Sky News covers American yes. stuff. Is it that chick? No, this was a guy yeah. for this one. And very, okay. very droll. But this was an interesting okay. clip because uh, it was two things. Both, again, I'm getting tired of no agenda always taking the topics right before we do. Um, but this is both covering in a two-minute clip the whole new pronoun bullshit and Ben Shapiro's appearance. And podcast movement 2022. Sure. And if you're struggling to keep up with pronouns, well, I've got some more news for you. You've got to keep up with the new one. Who hum. Yep, that's right. Who hum. These are for people who don't identify with any gender, but they want you to know they're still human, unlike those who declare themselves to be cats. Here is a quick guide. Another one I wanted to do was Hugh. It's Hugh Hughes Hume. And it kind of is short for human, um, which I really like because I I just identify as a human. I don't really have a gender identity right now, Um, but it would sound something like this. Hugh would really like a vanilla cone. I'll get it to Hume. Thank you. Yeah. um, What does that really mean? How do we get so messed up with I don't really have a gender identity right now. I mean, is that is that you wanting the cone, Joey? And he's always wanting a vanilla cone. Yeah, is she talking about him? Get one for Hume because he's a human. Oh, Hume, yeah, Hume. You. Okay, Hume, okay. Hume's on first. Hume, human. So yeah, it's short okay. for human, but it's not Hume. male. It's not female. Yeah. I mean, and I get the okay. I don't have a gender identity. I don't get that. I get okay. There are men who want to be manly, and there are men who think that they're a woman. That's fine. But how do you not have any gender identity whatsoever? That just right. seems very odd to me. And I still can't wrap my brain around it. And it's probably because I'm an old white guy. Nah, it's just these are these people at what's at the core of it. Uh, most of the time is they've got absolutely nothing going on in their lives. Nothing. Not a fucking thing. And this is a way to say, hey, I'm different. I'm special. Look at me. I right. don't know, uh, you know, I don't, that really, that's, that's what's at the core of it, I think, in most cases. But with all these new pronouns, I mean, how are you supposed to know when you 
come across somebody on your in your daily life walking up and down the street i mean should everybody be wearing a button or a tag or something to let you know what their pronouns are so you because if you use the wrong one well you're going to get canceled mm-hmm. you know but how do you know i mean asking them seems like it would be taking too much uh, time anytime I, and I mean i know i'm a smart ass but when somebody especially if you don't really like or don't really know that's like hey can i ask you a question my answer is well you just did so obviously you can right <laughs> that yeah. confuses so many people you're right that's it's like point. you do realize by saying can right. i ask you a question mm. you're asking me a question yeah start saying no yes <laughs> cut it off at the pass the only way to go <laughs> don't even try get out of here no no questions and a not- classic comedy skit who's on first yeah who's on first because i certainly know what's on second okay i yeah. also want to know what <laughs> what this guy meant this guy is great the the anchor here on sky news it's like this goes back to the whole who's on first i don't sure. know but i know what's on second what does he mean by that i know what's on second i don't know I think he's meaning that he knows these people are nuts. Okay. But, I mean, that was a slam. I mean, he should be canceled, obviously. He should be canceled. Okay, yep. sticking in America, a U.S. Uh, podcasting conference has issued a groveling apology for having the audacity to allow a podcasting superstar and his business to attend their conference. Ben Shapiro is one of the biggest names in podcasting. And apparently he didn't even speak at this conference, but his company simply took a booth, they paid for it, and he happened to drop by for a visit to his employees. Nevertheless, the conference felt the need to tweet this. Those of you who call this unacceptable are right. In nine wonderful years growing and celebrating this medium, PM has made mistakes. The pain caused by this one will always stick with us. We promise that sponsors will be more carefully considered moving forward did you catch that a podcasting conference wouldn't allow one of the biggest names or had to apologize for having one of the biggest names in podcasting history just visit the censorship the hypocrisy is disgraceful and i'm going to highlight it every single week yeah absolutely right and there was another um tweet that they put out which you know paraphrasing here but was oh we're so sorry for any harm that was caused by ben shapiro walking through the same conference area as everybody else yes the harm (laughs) and sky news also in another clip had uh video of ben shapiro very politely shaking hands multiple people coming up saying they were glad to see him taking pictures i mean such a horrible thing that he just was in the same room this is Mm -hmm. the same kind of insanity Mm-hmm. that the left is pulling here like this guy is so bad it's like the trump you can't even be, you, you have no right to exist you have no right to live you have no right to sh- breathe the same air right that we are and it's like do, do you not see this is going to eventually get to the point to where things are getting even more serious than they are right now this is you can't even have a conversation because the guy that you disagree with or gal or whatever their non-gender is that day, right. is it allowed in the building? Yeah, but this is, they are the people of tolerance. <laughs> are they? Right? And embrace, why tolerance? don't they tolerate and embrace Ben? But they can't do that, can they? No, no, that's become when they come intolerant. But you know what? They didn't know this going in. 
any if you if you sign on to attend a fucking conference with the title or the word movement in the title you know what you're getting you know what you're getting okay nothing named a movement is ever good no and what you're seeing because we've heard this over the last few years that podcasting is the last bastion of the hateful people on the right because it's uncensored and Mm -hmm. there's no central authority right right you know this is the problem with all kinds of media that they will go after in any way shape or form if you're saying something is uh that they don't like yeah omega project says breathing my air is violence this is where they're at he's right he's absolutely right that is correct that's not even it's like that's not even stretching it and bringing it Mm -hmm. to a whole crazy level it's like that's actually what they feel that it's violent Mm-hmm. that ben shapiro would dare breathe the same air and be in the same general vicinity that they are mm-hmm. i think yep. we've gotten past the point of normalcy i believe that we're i mean i don't know if the midterm will be enough to mm-hmm. trigger this yeah but i do believe the next presidential election if it is donald trump or any republican that wins there's going to be violence if the democrat wins there's going to be violence there's gonna be a lot less violence if the democrat wins right i mean i don't know because i think there's people on the right that are now now ready to go Mm -hmm. you know i think because i mean this is what happens also because of the way january 6th at the capitol was Mm -hmm. viewed there's a lot of people that go, well, this was a relatively, for most of the people involved, relatively a peaceful protest. Were there some people that were violent, not of line? Sure. But that happens at the, I mean, did we not see the George Floyd riots? There were a lot of people that were out there just protesting and trying to honor the guy's life and thought that the police were brutal and were just holding signs. But there were a lot of people that were, you know, torching buildings and the people that are on the right, I think believe they got a totally raw deal and are like, Hey, you know what? If you're going to accuse me of this, well, then I'm going to do it. You know, if you're going to accuse us of being a violent mob, then well, we may as well be a violent mob because you're accusing us of it anyway. Well, I don't think it's, we've reached a point where, and you hear this constantly, you know, and it, I always just kind of laugh when I hear, oh, you know, we're going to get him in the midterms, and then if we get him in the midterms, we're going to get our guy in there in, uh, in 2024, whoever it is, and that may happen. But America's at a point where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, when, when one of my cross-country things um, a couple of years ago, I was in a small town in Tennessee, and uh, walking around looking at these buildings that were built in the 1700s, and this old, really old old guy um, was walking a horse down the street. And I forget how he began to talk. Well, probably because people are friendly, they just talk to you. Well, and it was a guy walking a horse down the street. Well, that's kind of common in this area. You know, it's a horse thing. It's not um, it's horsey country, I guess. But uh, the guy was very smart, very nice. And um, this was pre-election, and he said something that stuck with me he says you know um doesn't matter who gets in there he says um because they're just not going to stop they're not going to stop and he's right because it doesn't matter 
if DeSantis or Trump or whoever takes the White House, they're not going to stop. So all this this shit, there's no there's no putting this country back together. It is divided forever. And there needs to be a national divorce. Now, how the fuck that works, I don't know. It's happening already with the migration from places like California and New York to, you know, Texas and Tennessee. And and so people are just they're voting with their feet. They're getting the fuck out. Um but the, you know, the left is never going to stop pushing for that because of their hive mentality. It must be, we are one, we are one. No, no, we are not one. We, we never were one. Okay. Um, but that's what they want. And it's just, it's, it's laughable. It's, it's not, this will never, the ship will never right itself, period. That's what I believe. No, I agree. I think you're absolutely right because the mentality is not going to change no matter who wins. It's just, it flips a switch and goes in a slightly different direction. But uh, this is the first, I've never gotten an emergency alert Uh-oh. on this phone before. I, I'm Ooh. Dame Jennifer today, I guess, because it says destructive windstorm in the area until 2 p.m. Take shelter Holy now. Shit. You better get in the basement, man. <laughs> I'm on the lower <laughs> level. I'm just, so I'm just Bring waiting that air for filter with you. <laughs> yeah. And we're just waiting for the power to go out. That would be the first, uh, that would be the first thing. Although now, you know, now that I take the headphone off a little, it does sound like it's uh, like it's a little angry outside. Are there any trees bending over out there? (laughs) No, none close enough. So we should be good there. We do have another Scott Lobito clip. This is Scott shopping. What's he shopping for? Well, uh, he shot. He doesn't say, but he spent 400 bucks for various products, but he's not happy about the way the transaction played out. Uh Oh, yeah. Here's one for you. I forgot to post this last week when it happened. I walk into the store and I spend over $400 on products. I get to the counter and the kid says, you want a bag, a couple of bags? I said, yeah, give me a couple of bags. He goes, they're 10 cents a piece and stuff. I said, you know what, son? All the respect to you, but not today. I almost spent $500. I want my bags for free. It ain't the money, son. It's the principle. Calm down. Let me get the manager up here. Let me call security. Oh, it's a scene. Oh, the guy's getting wild. He's a crazy, violent monster. Meanwhile, every fucking day in this country, thousands of hoodlums fucking animal thugs walk into these stores with duffel bags wreck the joint clean them out of tens of thousands of dollars worth of goods and walk out the door while security and the management employees just sit oh, we have to turn the cheek and look the other way we can't say anything to them but i'm the wild fucking animal here you see that it's not the money it's the principle so i think from now on if i spend over a hundred dollars i ain't paying for a fucking bag but see scott's missing the point those looters when they when they clean out a 7-eleven they're bringing those duffel bags so they're environmentally conscientious right they're bringing their own so there but but this one really kind of grabbed me on, on so many levels because this happens again and again i'll go into a store and whether i'm buying you know maybe there's five items or 27 30 the fucking kid on the on the other side of the counter will look at me and go do you want a bag for that? And my response has now become, no, I'm just going to juggle all these things until I get to my car. <laughs> well, this is, again, I mean, it's unbelievable. Why the fuck wouldn't I want a bag for anything more than two items? Well, this it's is incredible. the insanity of oh, what's better for the environment. Did you bring yeah. your own bag with you today? Do you want a bag for that? And then the other thing that, that I can relate to with Scott as well is if perchance you you uh you you confront that's even the wrong word that's too harsh if you um disagree in any way 
uh, with anything that goes on now in the, in the retail sector, um, usually these, I guess they're Zoomers or whatever, regard that they get the look on their face like, should I call security? Should I press the panic button? Right. You're not following the fucking script. And my, it's, it's incredible. And this has happened to me, you know, multiple times and not, not over, but they, they look at you and act as if you are some kind of, as he said, a violent psychotic monster, just because you say, Hey, you know, uh, you didn't get the right, uh, you overcharged me for this or whatever, something it's like, uh Oh, I, I can't handle any, any deviation from the process because in their fucking world, um, the deviation from the process means you click the fucking button that says frequently asked questions and, and say silent. It is the mentality. That's the mentality. It's incredible. It really is. But this, all this stuff with the bags, you know, at the, the bag grocery store. I mean, let's the remember. Fucking, yeah. We're old enough to remember when there were paper bags. Yes. That were then switched to plastic bags for the environment. For the environment. Yeah. Now we're switching from plastic bags to either no bags or back to paper. Because it turns out paper was more environmentally friendly in the first place. True. And also the big ha with this was some years ago in Los Angeles, they outlawed plastic bags and started charging people 10 cents for the paper bags. But then when the fucking Wuhan flu came up uh, and, and you had to bring your own bag, suddenly it was, oh, no, don't bring your own bag. Those germs cling to them. Right. They're dirty. And just like that, fucking paper bags and plastic bags were OK again. Fuck the environment. It's, it was really ludicrous. So something good came out of the uh, Wuhan flu. I guess a lot of good things came out. We found we found out who's who, didn't we? Yeah, a lot of things were unmasked. A lot of things. No question about it. Yeah. And that's why we have so much fun, because we get the rage. We do. We get to release it. And it is getting dark outside. Let me tell you, this is the Dame Jennifer effect. Wow. (laughs) This is scary. We do well, speaking of bags, I'll tell you one more quick story about, you know, this the difference of people in various places. I was in Oklahoma, stopped at, you know, we use bottled water on the road, of course, you know, just grab one and drink it. And it's a lot of that. And we were out of it. And I stopped in this gas station and I go in and uh, there's nothing but like these 36 bottle pallets, which was too much. Now in LA, I said to the, I saw some kid, a stock boy, and I said, Hey, do you have any smaller versions of this? And he goes, no. He says, but how many do you want? I said, you know, six would do it. He slits the, 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 uh, the plastic on the outside, takes six bags without even asking me, bags them for me, and then goes to the register and figures out this, you know, per six uh, count of, of cost of them and says, have a great trip, man. You know, that would never happen in Los Angeles or New York or most of New Mexico, which you just get get would be no. Or they would have no idea how to do it. Simple math. No, right. No idea how the fuck to because that because that fucking barcode is only for the big fucking 36 size uh, pallet. Yeah. Yeah. So it, again, to, relating to Scott Lobito's story. So part of what Scott's getting is a function of his location. I think he's in Staten Island, New York. And oh, yeah. Of course, that's where you're going to get shit. He should move to Oklahoma. Yeah. Where people are a little bit more. Uh, a lot more. A reasonable. Lot yeah. Who won't. Yeah bite your head off because you have a difference of opinion right about something that is overall stupid but right that's what we got but we do yeah. have some people to thank for today's show oh cool which is nice because it's our one year anniversary one year <laughs> and i know he came in on the last show with 20 bucks but the number one today david hunt coming in with 50 bucks well thank you david in honor of this one year anniversary not a lot of notes today which is also good our mm-hmm. buddy uh Sir West comes in with 3333. He is of the 
beer, bourbon, and balderdash podcast. <laughs> and I don't know about hey. you. I mean, I'm not big on the beer, but I am I'm, I'm okay with bourbon, but I definitely like balderdash. I don't even know what that means. Isn't that like BS or something? I guess I do like Balladash, yeah. Sir <laughs> Sean of the Allegheny Valley coming in with mm. 20 bucks. That's his monthly donation. Thank you. Chew the Kookie with 10 bucks, also his monthly donation. Thank you, too. Our buddy Cold Acid of the Rare uh, Encounter. You may have heard him on the No Agenda stream. All the time. And oh, he just doubled up. He had 33,666 sats. And as I'm reading this, another 33,666 came in. Thank and he you, says, let's rage, mofos. Oh, and happy <laughs> rage anniversary. Oh, that's good. A rage anniversary. That's a good. I like that. That's a good word. That's a show good. title. Do we have to pay yeah, you if that we is. use that? Cold acid is a yeah. trademark. Uh, rare use, it, use it for this episode. We'll thank him. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Rareencounter.net. If you want to hear more of cold acid, I mean, he talks a lot about anime and that yeah. kind of stuff, but it's okay. Yeah. Our buddy, sir, truck driver, who I missed on the last one with his monthly $5 donation. Well, it has been thank fairly you. monthly, but it was I one of those that came in one PayPal payment, which was like split this amongst your 8,000 shows or something like that was the note. And, uh, mm. I forget that now because I have a different workflow where I just go and I search for the show name and that's how I pull the donations out. But when it's a multiple donation, which we appreciate, I just need to do my work. I need to do the job. I need to remember that it's there. Mm -hmm. And we appreciate that, sir, truck driver. And uh, of course, comic strip blogger, always Uh, coming in with the 15,033 sats. CSB. He says, howdy, Darren and Larry. To your audience. Well, that of course, who else would be hearing this CSB? <laughs> I recommend a fascinating podcast about artificial intelligence. Okay, so it's your own podcast, CSB. It's not fair to say it's fascinating. You can't judge that. <laughs> sure he can. <laughs> a, this is America. We can self-promote here. That's true. Well, here. CSB, I'm like, yeah. hey, why why do you live in Euro trash land? His word. And he said he tried to do the uh the lottery here to come into the United States. And didn't get a slot. So all these people coming over the border and they won't let CSB in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, CSB actually brings something to the table. He is a skilled person who. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I just don't understand. But I'll bring people in who. Is, no, no, that's OK. Everybody else just comes in. Yeah. But I digress. It is a fascinating podcast about artificial intelligence. That's narrated by Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent who also made album art for latest episode 38. And you can find it by opening AI.cooking in your web browser or podcast app. My doodles are at www.csb.lol. Stay safe with Jesus, yo. Well, I like that. Yeah, we are two Irish Catholic school guys. So uh, we are. Yeah, We're okay with Jesus. Now it's the rest of the world that might be having a problem. Now you're talking. Yeah. Although, I mean, I think CSB is, is Polish, so that's where Slavic comes in. And I think uh, so that's pretty much Catholic a Catholic too. country as well. Yes. So that all works out. And our net net just coming in just now with welcome back, Ragers, with 4,200 sats. Thank you. And we appreciate everybody for supporting the show, being along more than anything else for this last year as we kind of figured out what the show was mm-hmm. and what kind of fun we could have. I mean, it's mainly because I think I like talking to you and hopefully you like talking to me and always you may as well record it. But if, if you want <laughs> to support point. us, we love that too. go to we do. planet rage dot show slash donate. All of the information is there. 
You can use PayPal. You can use crypto. You There's a P.O. box address. And if you're on a podcasting 2.0 app, you can boost and boost a gram and stream all the sats. And if you don't know what that is, go to newpodcastapps.com. It is all very much appreciated. Hey, tell somebody about the show that works as well. Review the show. It's amazing uh, how hard it is to show up in all of these algorithms, which is why I'm always jealous of people who are YouTubers, because if you do a product on YouTube, most likely they're going to point new viewers at you. I don't know if you can hear the thunder now going on, but uh, YouTube does a really good job of doing that where the podcasting world hasn't quite figured out how to go. Hey, you like listening to a uh, planet rage. Maybe you should check out rare encounter or you should check out artificial and you know, AI dot cooking. And yeah, I think we're getting there. I hope so. I think we are getting there. I did, did have work. one last clip uh, just cause I thought this was okay. kind of uh, funny. This is uh, a random like super cut of the late great Mel Blanc. And I know you're well familiar cause you grew up in the same time I did. Sure. But anybody that's ever watched cartoons will know the voice of Mel Blanc. And here we go. What am I doing? Turn out those lights! Ah! Quiet! Now get this! If you're late one more time, you're fired! Get to work! Oh, I'm dying again! I don't know how you've done it, but I know you've done it! See, I, I, once I hit hey, that, Larry. Uh-huh, I mean, I'm used to Tom, Dick and Harry, but when it was, I hate Tom, Dick and I hate Larry. I'm like, okay, there's an ISO to, uh, absolutely to open up the show. Well, I might have to work that into my intro theme. That's great <laughs> shit. And by the way, listening to him, I just, I flashed on, there's a fuck ton of Sam Kinison in there. Oh yeah. Oh, there's no very doubt. similar. Very, yeah. very similar. You think Sam watched a lot of these uh, cartoons? I bet he did. <laughs> I'll bet he did. Yeah. And he yeah. brought the screams to life. No question he, about he it. Did. And on, on Mel's tombstone, it says, that's all folks. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Rightfully <laughs> so. Yeah. And a big influence yeah. on everybody of our age. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I hate Larry. I'm like, okay, that's, I'm, I'm like, should I clip this? Should I not? It's just oh, a yeah. bunch Thank of screaming. I'm like, that. oh, that's the payoff. Right there. That's the payoff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. With that said, I mean, do you know what's coming out this week on that Larry show? I'm sure you're glad to be back home in the dojo. And uh, I am, I am um, glad to be back, but still wishing I was gone. LA, LA didn't get any better looking while I was gone, Darren, but at least it, it didn't burn pretty- down. At least it didn't burn, but there's still time. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know, but uh, I'll have something on Wednesday or thereabouts fresh for you for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. We look forward yeah. to that. And there will be a random thoughts and I never really know. Uh, you don't know either. No. Well, everybody should listen to randomthoughts.com. I never miss an episode and I always learn things. I got to say, you see your font of it. Good information there, buddy. It is appreciated. That's a whole lot of fun. And, you know, it you, is fun. It's one of those things where it's the hardest show to always get oh, going. 
let me stop you just wait in case you haven't you know maybe maybe here's your your thing i mean i'm sure you know about it that fucking 12 million dollar mickey mantle baseball card oh, holy yeah. shit i saw that and i was like I, my dad tells the story all the time that he had a few of those cards you know back, those exact ones yeah and, oh. and his mom threw them away because you know the, oh. back at the time they were they took up so much room i know and you know there were a lot of mothers i think that did that the reality is most of them aren't worth what this one is. I believe this is like the highest graded version of this card mm. that they ever found. And I was thinking about including this because it's a very interesting story that started back in the 80s when a family found their dad's collection after he passed away in the attic. And this was big news at the time because this was, you know, 30 years later and there was a bunch. It was, I think, 5,500 cards in nearly mint condition that they found the guy who was was big still around i believe mr mint his name's alan rosen and he ended up spending uh 125,000 bucks which at the time seemed crazy for that 5,500 cards now one of those cards sold for over 12 million dollars which it's like i don't know i'm like okay because it last sold i believe it was in 1991 it sold for 40 or 50,000 but here we are in 2022 wow. 12 million i'm thinking wow anybody real estate <laughs> right anybody could have afforded that i mean i know it seemed crazy for a baseball card at the time 40,000 yeah. yeah but when it comes to things to invest in that might go up in value that was a good call hell of a call it was a very yeah, I, good call I, even if I kept all my baseball cards, they'd be worthless because I use I used them for three things. First of all, I never read the bubble gum. It was like linoleum. Just yes. throw that right away. It was absolute, absolute inedible. Yeah, when shit. it didn't bend, it just cracked. Oh, you knew it was no cracked. good. <laughs> no good. And then I would I would take clothespins and uh, and clip them into my the wheels of my bike. Right to, to make the to noise. Make, make the noise. That was one use. And then I don't know if there was a thing in Chicago, but in New York baseball cards were were the equivalent of dice they were great gambling devices <laughs> which and, is exactly what a catholic high school boy would yeah, be doing yeah now i don't know if you did that did they do that in chicago or? like flipping the cards that kind of right. thing well, there were two ways there was flipping them where you'd stand and you'd bet on whether you'd land face up or face down right and i was really really fucking good at that <laughs> that was why i won stacks of cards that way and the other way was scaling them you'd go against a brick wall and flip them and the guy that could come closest to the wall or maybe even make it lean on the wall would of course win everything and i was also i mean if they, if those were games in vegas i'd be fucking rich. <laughs> they really. should be i would be i would be really rich that would yeah. be entertaining but that's why a lot of these cards not in good condition no because no. they were never never in good condition i mean if you knew this if you knew what was going to happen i mean you could have been the richest person in the world just by collecting those cards yeah. when they came out no doubt because they were you know what a nickel a pack or maybe even less at the time maybe you're right we need a time machine larry we need a time let's machine get it. let's get on that baby i want that so bad <laughs> and not just for the baseball cards <laughs> yeah with that said we will be back next week on monday at noon central time tune in and the mighty no agenda stream until then uh, you know avoid the storms yeah U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world going to shit!